This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Greg and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable. I am Alan from Pixel Partners HQ, and here is my co-host, Greg, from Studio One Design. How are you, brother? I'm good, brother. How are you, brother from another mother? Oh, look, I'm great. You know, I've got a bunch of clients in New York, and over the last few weeks, they've been going through a deep freeze, and I've been telling them we've been having, you know, 100 degrees Fahrenheit days here, and they're like, what, really? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm good. I'm big, good. You know, nice hot summer. It's uh, yeah, cool, man. Yeah. Well, well, what have you been up to? For, I mean, this is almost the end of the school holidays, isn't it? So it is. You've been busy with kids. I mean, we're just trying to jam in a little bit more. In the last week of the holidays, we've got a a wet and wild water park about 20 minutes from our house. So nice. Yeah, I've done it once with them. They went another day, and we're going to go another day. Get get the most of our season passes. And the interesting thing is, it's really quiet at the moment. I think you know, end of school holidays it's a bit hard on parents they've got to buy all the school needs and things like that now we were clever we did all that at the beginning of the holidays so we have a little bit of a surplus now and we're enjoying it <laughs> that's cool man yeah actually yeah you're right i went to a shopping center yesterday and all the shoe shops were just full of school kids buying school shoes yeah it's, it's so, nuts and office works nuts, yeah. and all that sort of stuff and uh, <clears throat> back to school you know yeah. and it's nice it's nice being able to take some time off and not have things falling apart. So this is this goes out to all the small business owners who think that, you know, you've got to be glued to your computer and glued to your phone. It's okay, you know. You can set your business up so that it runs without you. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. In fact, so what I've been up to, we have, well, I've got my, it's not what I've been up to, it's what I'm about to do today So and tomorrow. <laughs> One is I've got my book editor uh, lined up for in a couple of hours from now and we'll be talking about the framework for my new book. So I'm pretty excited about that. And then tomorrow we're taking a week off and we're heading to Coffs Harbour. So that's going to be amazing. Sweet. Yeah, I've seen the place you're staying at. It is not. Are you driving up or are you flying up? Flying. Yeah, it's a bit far for you, isn't it? It's, it's a bit far. From where I am, it's still about a seven or eight hour drive. So it, it is a bit of a hike. Yeah, it's like 20 from here or something. So yeah, nah, not driving. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a good time, mate. Uh, you'll have to share some photos because that place is pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? So yeah, we got pretty lucky with a, an amazing client that decided to pay us with accommodation instead of cash or, you know, a, a payment. So I'll take that any day. Hey, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with a little bit of bartering. I think that's great. Exactly. So what's our topic today, mate? What are, what are, we, what are we on about? Yeah, look, I want to talk about pricing, like, and more specifically discounts. Like, should you offer a price discount? And the reason this came about is because I had a new prospect ask me for a discount recently, right? And this is a client that I've never dealt with before. Sorry, a prospect that I've never dealt with before. They've never purchased anything from us, you know. And this was like a mid-price, you know, two to three k kind of item and they asked for a discount and you know backed it up with saying but you know like i might also have other projects for you oh, in the future and- <laughs> there it is there it is, there it is. hello yeah. graphic designers so- out there uh, <laughs> um, i'm gonna have tons of work in the future 
Yeah, exactly. exactly. But it's not just for design businesses. Any business, you know, you, you might hear the same sort of thing. So, I mean, Al, what would you do in that situation? It's a tough one for business owners, you know, because it's it's an easy fallback to give a price discount, right? And yeah. I think it comes down to the confidence in the value of your product. You know, I'm not big on giving a price discount, right? The price is what it is. And, you know... We, we had somebody recently do the same thing, brand new prospect asking for some fairly complex work and then wanting a discount for it. Yep. And I offered them, you know, different ways to approach the project, right? They were saying, we don't have the budget for it right now. So we'll don't do it all right now. You know, that spend your budget on what's most important. I think there's a ton of different ways you can approach it. But I think the key is, you know, asking why. Why is the customer asking for a discount? Why would you be willing to give a discount, right? Yeah. And that's the way I approach it is firstly finding out have we, yeah, have maybe we're not on the same page. Maybe we have different expectations, like the client and myself. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I haven't expressed the value of the offering properly. So, yeah, it's really thinking about the why. What about you? How, yeah. how did you handle it? Look, I, I just said we don't, we don't discount, you know, and, and I actually said like, why would I discount, like, why would I give you a discount and not my best clients a discount, which I do give my best clients a discount, but you know what I mean? I'm not going to treat somebody who's just a prospect that's never paid us before better than a good paying client. You know what I mean? So Yeah. So, so what you're saying is, is that it's not that you never give a price discount, but if you are going to give a discount, it's going to be a loyalty bonus. That's right. Not a discount to every random person that, that comes up. Yeah, most definitely, yeah. So I, I just said that. And uh, this client's, you know, on the other side of the world. So I haven't haven't heard back, but it's only been a few hours. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'll keep you posted. But, yeah, I just I, – look, I've had it a few times. I just wanted to do an episode on it and just talk about different ways that you can handle this and, and you know, things you can do instead of – given a discount and there are like you said there are some times when you would give a discount but for me yeah majority of the time I would say no you should never give a discount well there's there's a few things that that I always consider right so first thing is being aware of who I'm discussing this with right mm -hmm. because there are some cultures where it is part of the culture to ask for a discount and expect to get a discount. And in those cases, quite often, it's built into the pricing. That's exactly right, yeah. Which I think is a little bit ridiculous, but it is what it is, right? So, and I have a few clients like that who it is culturally expected that the person buying is going to ask for a discount and the person selling is going to give them a certain discount. So I've had to learn... To build it into the pricing in those instances, right? There you go. I yeah. think it's a terrible way to do business, but again, it is what it is, right? Um, the other thing is, is that, you know, rather than giving a discount, you know, look at repackaging things that seem better value, right? So you could have a package that has a little bit less in it that is at a price that that person wants and you can offer them that, or you can have a price, something that's priced the same that gives them a little bit extra. Now, McDonald's is a, a great example for, of that. You know, they, they won't necessarily turn around and say, um, hey, if you buy four burgers, we'll give you 10% off, right? Mm -hmm. But they'll mm -hmm. do, I think over summer, they've had like a family box 
And when you add up what's in the family box, it is slightly less than buying those items individually, but that is the package. You can't turn around and say, oh, but I want an extra fries at that price. It doesn't work like that, right? So packaging things, bundling things is a great way to offer discount without saying, hey, I'm giving you X off the price. Exactly. And they're the kings of taking your eyes off the price, you know, so they, yeah, they bundle it up and package it up instead to, to give a bulk offer. So yeah, that's cool, man. And look, realistically, like if you had three, I'll give you an example with cars, right? If you had a uh, Toyota for sale at $30,000, a BMW at $100,000 and a Ferrari at a million dollars, right? Which one would you think is a premium car? Well, I guess it depends on the buyer. Possibly, quite possibly. Honestly, do you know what I mean? Like, but but all right, you you keep going with this, right? Like the the Ferrari, let's say the Ferrari is the premium car. It's a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the but the point is, the perception is that the higher price ticket has the most value, right? Uh, I mean, obviously, people you know they don't want to pay too much, but I mean, could you imagine Ferrari or Rolex offering discounts or having an end of year financial? sale and all this sort of stuff. It just doesn't happen because it lowers the perceived value of their products. So yeah, it's just, for me, that's a, it's a key lesson in your business. Don't think that you're going to get more sales just because, you know, you discount your pricing because people may not perceive it to be as valuable as it is. Well, look, I, I think that's absolutely the case. I mean, I bought a tag watch recently, right? And I did, I got a substantial discount off the price and it, even in my mind as the buyer, it devalued the premium status of their of their product. And now I tell people, don't buy it at the shelf price, right? Yeah. And yeah. So the, what they've done is they've created a chain reaction of discounting. And it's, it's a race to the bottom. You know, it really, really is a race to the bottom. And you're right, most of the premium brands will hold their price. They'll find ways to add value, but they will generally hold their price. Absolutely. And as a, you know, a purchaser of one of those exclusive brands in, you know, whatever industry, it's really the perception of, you know, that person and they want to buy it and they don't want a discount when I mean, they may, but I'm just saying they don't want it to be seen as a discounted product. They want it to have that status because it makes them feel good, right? To be part of that status. So higher price items are usually, you know, in my opinion, going to always be valued as a higher thing because people essentially want to feed their ego and they want to be seen as somebody that's got that particular item. Yeah, look, I think ego plays a lot in it. But I mean, when we're talking about price discounts, right, I think it's about building a value stack. That's that's what I call it. And I've I've been calling it that for, for 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. Which is whether you have a tangible product or a non-tangible product, like a, a service or, or something that somebody can't touch and feel, like a piece of software, it's about the buyer looking at the product and after you've given them all the benefits, all the features, the sales you know, pitch, the sales copy, everything, you know, all the the social proof that in their mind, before they find out the price, in their mind, it is more valuable than the price you're about to present to them, Mm -hmm. right? So then in their mind, they're already getting a discount. So if they think, you know, if they came to you, for example, Greg, and they said, oh, well, I want, you know, I want a fully custom website. And in their mind, after they've looked at all the work you've done, they've watched the videos of your testimonials, they've read your sales page, they go, 
man, this has got to be twenty or $30,000. And then yep. they get to the actual buy now button and it's ten. Right. Obviously, I'm making these numbers up, Greg. Sure, like, sure, so, sure. so the listener, yeah, go, go to Greg's website and go through the process. But yeah, and then it's 10. They go, wow, that's excellent value, right? They're going to be yeah. a lot less likely to ask for a discount at that point. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, getting to the next section where we're sort of talking about what should you do instead. And that's like, you know, price stacking. And you might on, on a certain page, you might have three three tiers or three options. And the, the first two might be quite similar. And then the third could be 10 times that amount, but they get everything, all the bells and whistles. And, you know, most people will go, well, hey, you know, I don't want to pay that much. And it's really making the second most expensive option more attractive. And usually when you price stack like that, you'll get more sales of the second option. And you might even get some of that third option. And, you know, why not? Because when you are charging 10 times more, you've got a whole lot more to play with, with providing that product or service. You can invest more in staff. You can invest more in ingredients or whatever it takes to make that particular product, you know, the materials, etc. So... Yeah, it's certainly a good way to to um, yeah to get more sales of a medium price product by adding that price tag of the higher price, but you'll find you probably get a few of the higher price as well. Yeah, and you know somebody has to be the most expensive at the end of That's at the true. end of the day, right? And you know if you align yourself too close to the discounters, then people just bundle you in together. If you have the ability to set yourself at a different price point. Now, it, you know what? I'm just going to put this out there. It doesn't mean you have to be more expensive, right? So Virgin is a great example of a company that provides great value at a substantially different price point and often cheaper, mm-hmm. right? So they stand out. Now, somebody doesn't, if they're booking a flight with Virgin compared to, say, you know, British Airways or, or Qantas, one of the big name brands, they don't go and ask Virgin for a discount because it's already cheaper, right? Mm -hmm. But they've done it cheaper, great value, great quality, right? So, you know, we're not just saying that you have to be more expensive and hold your price. You just have to be confident that you're providing the best value for your price. And if there is this middle ground where everybody's competing at price and discount, how can you set yourself apart from that so you can hold your price, right? Now, if that means that you can be 30% cheaper and provide great value, great, right? Be different, right? Or you could be 30% more expensive and provide exceptional service. Like Greg said, you can offer more because you've got the margin in in the product to do it, right? And you need 30% less customers to, to make the same amount of profit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then like buyers are quite savvy as well, right? If you're talking about just purchasing a, a product that, you know, is on and a lot of different websites, for instance, just a general product that anyone can kind of buy and sell on their website, right? So people are going to shop around. They're going to look on Amazon and, and eBay and all those sort of things. So yeah, it's pointless, absolutely pointless, you know, being cheaper. You're never going to be cheaper than Amazon and make money, right? It's just not going to happen. So that's why, you know, it is 
a, a really foolish plan to, to discount uh, when you're trying to attract a new customer. I mean, what you could do potentially is, you know, like we were saying before, offer a, a value stack, a value add, right? But one thing you might also want to concentrate on is the life, uh, either the lifetime value of the customer, but also the uh, average order value. So throughout the checkout process, sure, you might have a, a cheaper item price initially. And as they go through the checkout, you know, hey, you know, X amount of customers also purchase this with that product, you know, do you want it and blah, blah, blah. So then you can add other items to, to the, to the checkout. But if you think about the big shopping centers, like, uh, sorry, the big supermarket chains in this country, at least, they'll often have sales of particular uh, line items where they'll lose money, but because they have thousands of products in their store, they're going to make money overall because people don't just come in for that one particular item. Some do, but overall, majority will come in by other items as well. But see, I mean, that's a slightly different strategy again. So if you look at a company like Vistaprint, for example, right, they do $5 business cards, okay? Yeah. Now, they're not saying, hey, you're buying $79 business cards for $5. They're saying the business cards are $5. Now, you and I both have a print background. There is no way they're making money on those $5 cards. But as you go through the checkout process, you know, it's, do you want to upload your, your own artwork? Oh, that's an extra $10. Do you want them two-sided? Oh, that's another $10. You know, do you want, you know, a, a slightly thicker cardstock? That's an extra $20. And I've mm-hmm. actually I've actually done it. I've gone through the checkout process to try and get like for like. And then, you know, it ends up being slight the same or slightly more for an equivalent quality product. But you don't see that. It's kind of ma- yes. masked at the beginning of the of the process. Yeah. So that's about getting somebody in on a hot offer, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, that's a great way to do it. And, you know, it's the same when you're buying a domain name. You know, <laughs> you go through all these different options and add-ons and, and whatever they want to throw at you because you bought a domain. And, yeah, by the end of the day, you know, like instead of it being a, a $10 domain, it's like a $50 domain. Yeah. So it's the same process. But, yeah, it's a really good way to, to if you're a business owner, to, to tackle some of, you know, the pricing issues where you don't want to see it as a discounter, but you want to have, you know, potentially a cheaper uh, product initially, and then you can just, you know, add other items to it. And, yeah, you, obviously you have to have confidence in your brand integrity you have to have confidence in your sales process that you are going to make those additional sales because the last thing you need to do is sell a ton of stuff at a ton of stuff at a loss right but you know Mm. like i've got a a client who's a graphic designer who does uh really 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 cheap one day workshops for customers to improve their branding yeah right and out of the you know 20 to 40 people he gets into that room and he does a very high value workshop like when you really look at what he provides these attendees in a day right it would be worth hundreds if not thousands of dollars right that they could walk away with that knowledge implement it and get great value out of it but what inevitably inevitably happens is 20 percent of those people that are in the room become his customers right? And they want his help to implement all those recommendations. So that's an example of what he's probably not making any money out of that workshop. He might just be covering the cost of hiring the room, getting the projectors and, you know, all the, all the costs involved in that. But the outcome of doing that workshop at that value is the lifetime value of these customers. Mm, Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's a marketing 
or a sales funnel, which is a really smart way because you're educating first and building trust in a, a room with people. I mean, there's online versions of that. Send people from an ebook to a webinar, for instance, and then, you know, to a strategy call and a sale, etc. But yeah, he's taking it one step further and taking it offline, which is yeah a way to convert even higher. Well, particularly for his particular market, which is local businesses. Right. Yeah, sure. They, sure. They, well, they may not have the time or be as savvy potentially. But I get my, my point is he's not offering the the workshop at a discounted price. He's not saying this is a thousand dollar workshop, come here for fifty dollars, because that's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. He's going, yep. invest a hundred dollars and get a thousand dollars worth of value out of this workshop. Yeah, understood. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, um I've got a not a client, but just somebody that that I know in this industry, a, a design business, a web design business, and, and what they do is kind of the opposite to what uh, to what your mate does. And and that is that they charge thirty thousand dollars for a two day workshop, right? And they promise that at the end of it, they're going to give this company a whole, like their, their clients, a whole new look and feel, you know, a whole branding pack and a full live functional website, right? So the only way they can do that is by positioning themselves as the authority in that space. And they've, they've, they've really narrowed it down to a certain type of business that they can help in a certain niche. So they're really seen as the expert in that niche. But yeah, it's a, just totally different approach. But yeah, that's doing the opposite to, to price discounting and they're adding a lot of value in there. And it's the perceived value and it's everything that they've done up to that point to be seen as the authority in that service. Yeah, and, and this is the one thing that I think that we probably haven't talked about enough when it comes to discounting, which is your brand integrity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There is a huge value in brand integrity. Like people will go to a corner store and get to the, the drinks cabinet for a nice cold drink and there'll be a no-name cola for a third of the price and there'll be a Coke and people will reach for the Coke, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's... You know, the integrity of your brand, the social proof built around that is integral. It's pivotal. And, and you know, if you're finding yourself as a business owner giving discounts on a regular basis, take a moment to stop and invest in your brand, right? Invest, invest in building a brand that is trustworthy, that people see as a high-value brand. And I use the word value a lot because, you know, price is just... It, it's 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 a direct relationship to value. You know, no one is going to pay a high price for something that's not high value. Yeah, nice, nicely said. Yep, killer man. And look, if you are going to offer some discounts, like I would say, only offer it to your existing clients. Like we touched on before, but there's a few ways you can do that. Like for instance, if you have a recurring subscription, you have clients on recurring, you might make it cheaper for them if they stay on longer, you know what I mean? And grandfather them in, or sorry, if you keep putting your prices up, for instance, grandfather those people in at the price that they paid initially and don't put their prices up. It just helps with, you know, reducing your churn rate and more customer loyalty. And look, this is just actually a side note on this. If you're going to offer a special offer or a deal for new customers, Consider offering your existing customers something. So this this happened to me. I mean, it's only Tuesday, right? It's, it's Tuesday morning, our local time. This happened to me uh, yesterday or, or on Sunday. I uh, logged into my phone company's website, my mobile phone, just to, to check something. I can't even I think I was checking some abnormal data usage or something like that. And when I went to the website, the first thing I see is for the same price, right? 
that I'm paying, new customers are getting more than I'm getting, plus for three months, they're getting double that. Yeah, I've seen that before. Right, and I find that infuriating. You know, I've been a loyal customer for how many years? And I wouldn't be be upset if uh, maybe they didn't give me the full extent of the bonus because I understand that that offer is to bring somebody new into the business. I get that. I, You know, like I understand they're trying to attract new people, but offer me something or at least send me an email saying, hey, by the way, your the new package equivalent value to what you've got offers 50% more than what you've got. Would you like to change? You know, yeah. I shouldn't have to go and stumble across that to find out that I feel like I'm being ripped off. You know. Yeah. I, look, and I'm tipping that that's a, a larger business, and I think I see that often with larger businesses. But I think most of our listeners to this podcast won't be multinationals. I think they'll be like smaller businesses like us, right? And and realistically, that's nothing. I don't think any of our clients or or even listeners would be doing that as a strategy. Yeah, but I mean, lots of businesses will offer something attractive to new customers. Don't forget your loyal customers is my point. You said it. You know, if you're going to give a discount, give it to your loyal customers first, right? And I don't care if it's small business or big business. The local cable TV company, they were doing an offer to new customers. And my wife picked up the phone and said, hey, I want that offer. And they went, sure, of course you can. Your loyal customer will give it to you. Uh, There you go. Because she just said, what am I going to do? I'll cancel my subscription and start it again tomorrow. And then you'll have to give it to me, (laughs) right? Like, just remember that if you're offering discounts, you know, or any type of bonus or special offer to new customers, consider offering some type of loyalty program or reward to keep your existing customers happy. Surprise them, right? And I'll tell you what, you will get your weight in gold in that because the average lifetime of your customer will be extended. So they'll stay your customer longer and they'll also become raving advocates of, of your business. You know, they will they will turn around and say, hey, out of nowhere, this company gave me XYZ just because I'm their customer. I didn't have to ask for it. I didn't have to be a new customer. They're they're treating me as much of a high value customer today as the day that I, that I started working with them. Does that make sense? A hundred percent, man. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And yeah, that would be my, my final tip to really, you know, you should only give discounts to loyal repeat customers. Okay. I mean, it's so much easier to keep a customer than to get a new one. So that's where I'd be concentrating my discounts, but yeah, you want to offer it to people that pay you more, not for people that want to pay you less. Absolutely. You know, look after your existing customers. As a general rule, my opinion is don't offer discounts for no reason, right? I mean, there's a difference between volume discounts. And we've discussed this on a previous episode, you know, like volume discount pricing because there is, you know, economies of scale and things like that. Don't offer discounts. Offer better value or package your offering at different levels so that people can enter it at a price that they're comfortable with. Exactly. And just test your pricing as well. You don't have to publicly display it. You can test it behind the scenes and, you know, just see where the market's comfortable. Actually, that's a really good point. I I, I recently had a customer say, will you give me a discount? And what I did is I pivoted really quickly and I actually asked them the question. I said, so if I could offer you I think, let, let me use this, I'll try and phrase this so I don't have to say exactly what it was. Let's say they asked me for A, B, C, and D, 
right? Mm-hmm. And then they asked me for a discount. And really, C wasn't terribly important. I just came back to them and said, well, what happens if I just offered you A, B, and D, right, uh, with a sprinkle of C at this price? Would that work for you? And it, it enabled me to actually think of a different way to package my offering that we've started, mm. that we've started to offer now. Nice, nice. There you go, yeah. So you're just meeting where the mar- where the market's at, essentially. Yeah, so I didn't necessarily discount. I just adjusted the package yeah. so it was within their budget for what they really needed. I got rid of the wastage that they didn't need to pay for, right? So I wasn't really giving a discount because I wasn't offering that part of the, the deal. So really listen to what the customer needs. Maybe, you know, the way yeah. to give a discount is just to not offer the things they don't need. There you go. Killer tip. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap. It is. Thank you, listener, for joining us. I hope this was helpful, and we will catch you on the next episode. See you, Greg. You bet. Thanks for listening. See you, buddy. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.